Hi there, Fortlakers. Thank you for downloading this brand new episode of Series 3 of the What The Fortlake Podcast. Every week, Rob and I are going to bring you some inspirational stories from our amazing running community, along with some laughs and nonsense from us. Now, before we get started, if you enjoy the show today, there's a few ways that you can support us. Firstly, wherever it is that you get your podcast, please do subscribe. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, then please leave us a review and a rating, which goes a long way to making our show more visible to people who may enjoy it. In addition to this, we have a brand new YouTube channel and we're putting out exclusive content every single week. Please do head over there, subscribe, like some of the videos and make sure you hit the notification. There's stuff on there you will not find anywhere else. And that's the only way to make sure that it's beamed directly to your phone the second it comes available. Yeah, we're also really active on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or contact us directly through our dedicated email address. All the info's in our bio. Give us a follow, share with your friends, and come and have a chat with us. If this is the first time that you're listening to us, first off, where have you been? But secondly, we do have a massive back catalogue of shows that are available, including the entirety of Series 1 and 2, free to listen to, and they always will be. There's some great episodes in there that we are very, very proud of. So go on, check them out, and let us know what you think. Yeah, and finally, Rob is still on the fundraising grind on the way to his Berlin Marathon, all in support of Prostate Cancer UK. He's raised over 500 quid so far, and he'll be embarking on some more wacky challenges throughout the year. So support him, keep your eyes peeled, share the story, and get involved where you can. Most importantly, if you can spare some change, then head over to our Just Giving page. The link is in our social media and in our bio. Any donations are gratefully received. How was that, dude? Yes, better every time, mate. Hit the music! Are you a loner or a groupie? How do you enjoy your run? Like to take it easy or shoot a black gun? Whatever your ability, this is the place to be. So welcome to the what the fuck they call community. If you're 17, 25, push it 82. Come along, join us, this is the place for you. Welcome to the what the fuck they call Hello. Why did the man fall down the well? Go on then. Because he couldn't see that well. Oh, oh dear. That was good. That was the worst one of the whole entire podcast ever. That was was not the worst one of the entire podcast. (laughs) I really like that one. (laughs) No. No. Oh, that was horrific. I'm sorry, so sorry, Jen Morgan. That was terrible. Oh, fine. Throw me <laughs> under the bus with Jen Morgan. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Series 3, Episode 11 of the What the Fartlet Podcast. My name's Rob. And I'm Matthew. And it's the final countdown. We've got two episodes left this series, my brother. Penultimate episode. Episode? Episode! Depetultimate episode! That was funnier than my dad joke. I tried, uh, I tried, I tried, I tried being clever with the word and then completely fudged it up. Yeah, well, no, what I thought was impressive was that you got penultimate right, but then you couldn't say episode. <laughs> yeah. That was where it all fell yeah. down. Uh, we're back on Skype. I know, yes. What a shame. I know. Uh, schedule and conflict, wasn't it? We were doing the... Uh, the ice bucket challenge we were planning to record after it and we'd done an interview and then we did the ice bucket challenge and yeah. the kids were getting a bit riled up weren't they and yeah time just got ahead of us didn't it it was just, yeah so back yeah. on skype back on yeah. skype but that's that's all right uh, how's your week been man uh yeah new sort of new job um busy doing that not really done much running apart from the uh, the challenge that was uh, that was make Matt run last week we'll get to get to that later on yeah. Uh, but yeah, just concentrate on trying to uh, get into the into the flow of this new job that I've got. So uh, that's about it. How about you, mate? Uh, yeah, bit of a slow week. Uh, really busy at work, so I only got out for uh, a little run on. I think it was Monday when we did your uh, your dress. You're running in a dress uh, mm-hmm. forfeit, and then I had a little bit of time off. But then we went down to uh, went down to Devon yep. uh, for a couple of days. Not. Not the best of circumstances, but we made the best of it. We went to see some friends, and uh, and I got out three days in a row, I think. So we went oh, wow. running along. Everyone who's, who's who's from down that part of the country is beautiful. Uh, we ran along the canal, 
um, it, it, we were in Exeter. We ran along the canal in Exeter up to the quayside, around the quay, which is really pretty, really nice. And then on the Saturday, uh, Sammy and I met um, an Insta pal uh, who'd been giving us loads of um, advice and ideas on where to go. Uh, a local, uh, Mags Exeter, Maggie. Um, really, really nice lady. She offered to meet us at Halden Forest, uh, which was amazing we we went this trailer room we got to the top of this hill and looked out over all of all of devon and you could see the sea and it was nice. it was beautiful it was really really nice one so yeah really really good from a running perspective getting a bit anxious because we've got the old uh, the old plan starting i think it's next week for marathon training mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that's coming coming soon but um but yeah it, looking forward to it in a way as well so yeah yeah true true uh, I will put it out there. I've actually been out and paid for some physio as well. Have you? With actual money? With actual did, money, yeah. Money did, that I've actually did, paid out. Did they not accept your magic beans? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Tried, well, apparently, apparently my, yeah, apparently my glutes are not the best, so I need to work on them. Right. Okay. I, I like that. your glutes. <laughs> Nice. It's, it's your bum, isn't it? it is. <laughs> uh, so okay, so you got you got to strengthen your glutes, have you? Yes, because obviously I, I did the injury with the with the calf uh, and the Achilles. My glutes have been neglected. Um, apparently this is that she she talked more technical than what I am. <laughs> so did, you, did you go and tell Donna that she's been neglecting your glutes? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so is it just just some exercises to do alongside? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, She 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 got me trying to do some squats and stuff, and I I couldn't balance on one leg, and I couldn't do a squat down to whatever. And yeah, she says she says your forms to alter cock, so (laughs) and that's down to to me glute. So yeah, need to work on them. She gave me some exercises to do, uh, some strengthening stuff to do. So got to try and get get on that. Uh, The good thing is she says. She couldn't feel a, a, a tear or a, or anything in the in the Achilles tendon, so uh, that's that's the good news. So uh, yeah, normally normally you can feel stuff like that if you get an injury. So very good, yes, very good. So could could have been much worse then, couldn't it? it could. Okay, so why don't you tell our lovely listeners what is on our <laughs> Piss off. <laughs> uh, well, we've already done How's Your Week, so that's out of the way. Uh, we've got a chat with James Dunn, a.k.a. Morning Coffee Run. Uh, wonder if we'll get a call from Statman John this week. Wonder where he is. Uh, May my run stuff, good news stories. Thank you, and we're going to have a little bit of a chat right now about the um, ultramarathons. About ultramarathons. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm, definitely. Mm. I... I, everyone's doing ultras, man. I know, but marathons are not a thing anymore, are they? That's that's new, isn't it? I'm not yeah. making that up. Like, it's there's been a bit of a resurgence or an is, is it a resurgence or a explode explosion? No, no good asking, no good asking me, Bob. Oh, you don't know. <laughs> is that, is that, have you not got to that on your word of the day toilet paper yet? <laughs> not yet. Oh. Not yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, no ultra marathons. It just seems a lot of people are doing them, man. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, Every, everyone. I mean, it might be just this weekend where races have been going on, but everyone we seem to know and seem to be following seems to be doing them. So yeah, it's. Uh, I wonder, wonder why they're doing them. Why why are people drawn to that ultra marathon distance? Well, I think the first thing that you said there, and this won't be the predominant reason, I think there's lots of reasons, but I think one thing that's worth pointing out is it seems to me that the ultramarathon race organisers are having a slightly easier time of getting going in a post-COVID world. Mm. And I, I don't know whether that's because they have less entrants, they, they're capped at a lower number of entrants, the courses tend to be quite rural, uh, spaced out. You know, you're not in like built up urban areas where there's going to be a lot mm. of spectators. Yeah. Um, I, I don't suppose, know exactly where I've gone. No, I suppose no, no, I suppose roads are not closed off as much either. So I bet I bet the planning that way is not not as yeah not as yeah. 
So, so I, th- I think they've had an easier job of getting them back on. I've certainly seen more ultras back on compared to the road races, particularly the big road races, you know, like your, um, your run-for-alls and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That, you know, so that, that's probably a part of it. The mm-hmm. other thing that I think as well, I mean, let's not, let's not walk past the fact that the achievement of running an ultra marathon is huge absolute bucket list item isn't mm. it you know to be able to say that i've done it the other thing that i was pondering on the tram home when we were thinking oh, what we we're going to talk about today was that ultra marathon running is a great level i think right so, so let's take the elites let's skim the elites off the top yeah you know yeah i know we did the hoka one series uh chat earlier in in this season where we talked about Carla Molinaro, the uh, representing Great Britain in the um, 100 kilometer uh, ultras and all that kind of stuff. And yes, they absolutely time focused, all that kind of stuff. But you, you skim those guys off the top, and I think it becomes a lot less about time. And it's brilliant in that sense. I'm not saying that when you're talking about 10Ks, half marathons, marathons, I know there are people out there that will. Um, judge themselves based on whether they're quicker or slower than the people and that fair enough just you know do you if, that, if that's what you're into but for the most part i don't think people maliciously will be like oh so am i quicker than you am i slower than you but ultimately what always tends to happen i think is that at some point in a conversation if you've both done a 10k race if you've both done races recently if you've both, you're both training towards a marathon time always comes up we often mean it innocently but it's a, it's, it's a measuring stick, isn't it? It's mm. a way for us to, to kind of like find our um, uh, find our place in the fog and kind of see what's yeah, going on. You I, know I what get I mean? You mean yeah. yeah, yeah, I get you. And, mm. and what comes along with that is um, what we tend to find is that those of us that are not at the top end of that spectrum are not at the top of that scale, you can often find yourself being a little bit demotivated by it. Right. So, you know, and, and I'll give you an example today. I was I'm on the tram cars in the garage at the moment. So I'm on the tram into work today and I have a bit of a daydream like I tend to do. And I start thinking about Berlin Marathon because I'm my training plans starting next week. And I start and I go on this little daydream, this little fantasy where I'm running Berlin Marathon, you know, like we, we are prone to do as, as creatures. Mm-hmm. And what I did was I, um, I started thinking about finishing and my goal for Berlin is sub 345. Yeah. And I went through this whole fantasy of oh, coming in and getting that last mile and it being on and picking up the pace and finding it and getting through. And it was it was it was a lovely little daydream. And then <laughs> I thought to myself, would I actually be like, would I want to talk about on the podcast? Would I want to be talking about on Instagram? How emotional would I get? Could I get emotional? Because should I be going faster? You know what I mean? Because is mm. 3.45 that fast? And it's not that I need a pep talk or anything because I, I am all about the it's your journey, it's nobody else's. But I think in our deepest, darkest minds, we do that. Mm. But ultra running, that doesn't happen, does it? It's not about that. It's just no. getting it bloody done. Yeah, there's no no time goal, is there? You just get getting round there. I mean, 26 miles is a long time, but when you add another four miles onto the top of that, I mean, who, who wants to do another four miles after a marathon? I, I <sighs> I, I certainly haven't wanted to do that before, but like you say, if you've got no time to go for it, you just enjoy the moment, enjoy the journey, and and have a laugh with your friends and just yeah. Do you fancy doing one? Not really. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna get my arm twisted into it. We're we gonna plan one in. Are we gonna do a what the fuck like ultra? Is <laughs> that um, is that not quite the reaction you were hoping for from me? <laughs> Yeah. Everybody else uh, seems to be getting excited for them apart from me and you. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to do me marathon, mate. Never mind an ultra. Um, yeah, like, I, no. I understand where you're coming from with it, with it, with regards to times. Yeah, like, like say you don't want to, you don't want to do the marathon because you've got that time goal and you you know you've got to run for that distance, con- con- you know, constantly. Yeah. Whereas in a, in an ultra, you run a bit, walk a bit, stop off at the shop, buy some sweets, buy some whatever. Just take your time, make make a day of it. I mean, you could you could take what ten hours, twelve hours, however long long you want, and as long as you finish, you're an ultra runner, right? At the end of the day, so uh, 
And, yeah. and it's the same if you finish a marathon or a 10K mm. or a 5K or a one-mile fun run. Like, you are still a runner for doing it, but I just think that that little monkey on our shoulder that we get that's telling us we're not good enough when it comes to the shorter distances, I think that disappears with ultra running. And I think that maybe that's quite attractive to a lot of people mm. Um, mm. because people it comes it. about... It, it becomes about the endurance, doesn't it? And mm. and it's an amazing feat being able to run, whether it's 30 miles, 50 miles, whatever the distance is you're ultra. Because that's the other thing as well. There's such a scale to it. Ultra running is not just one distance. It, it's it's mm. anything. It's so broad. And I think that, yeah, I, I, I just think that everyone who does it is amazing. And, and just look at me and you. Nah, I don't want to do it. Mm. You know, it just takes a very special kind of person to do it. And it levels the playing field. It doesn't matter how fast you are of a 5K, 10K. If, if if you haven't got if you haven't got the stones for it, you are an ultra runner. Yeah. And if you're part of that club, then it's special. Yeah. And I think that's and and fair play to anyone who does it. But it'd be great to hear what those of you that are ultra runners, those of you who have finished it, whether it be you know virtual ultras that you guys have done during lockdown, whether you are seasoned ultra runners, maybe you've just gone and done your first one. Let us know, man. Drop us mm. a DM. Uh, pop it on your story and tag us on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Let us know what, what is it that drew you to ultra running. Do you agree with what we're saying? Are you actually quite focused on time when it comes to ultra running? And we're talking out of our ass. There's a 50-50 chance normally that we are. Um, so no, you know, 75-25. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was being generous with 50-50 to be fair, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, let us know. Yeah, well, your wife did one, didn't she? Just. During uh, lockdown, uh, yeah, she she ended up doing doing a, a thirty mile ultra bless her. So yeah, incredible. incredible. She's like, yeah, Love awesome it. stuff. Love it. So yeah, let us know. Get in touch. Tell us what you think your motivations are for ultra running. Even if you've got one planned in, let us know. You know, why did you sign up to it? Yeah. And uh, what are you most excited about? Let's get let's get a conversation going about that because I'm interested to learn more. I, I was thinking about doing the uh, the the round Rotherham one, which is a 50 mile ultra, but you get Mate. another. Do you know? Go on. Mate, I was just gonna say, have you seen some of these ultras that you can do? These coast to coast, yeah, race yeah. to the castle, race right. to the stones. All these amazing scenic beautiful <laughs> venues that you go to and you just want to run around Rotherham <laughs> the, the only thing that put me off right you don't get a medal do you know the swimming badges you used to get when you used to do your 10 meter swimming badge yeah. you get yeah, that yeah. little so on swimming badge that says Rotherham 50, 50 mile ultra that's all I you get I would expect nothing less out of Rotherham <laughs> if I'm honest man. <laughs> If we if, if 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 you're gonna twist my arm into doing an ultra, we aren't doing it in Rotherham. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> we're going somewhere pretty, and I know you only have considered it because it'll be the least amount of cost of petrol to get you to the start line. <laughs> you cheap bastard. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Let's let's keep that conversation going. Come and talk us about ultras, man. Uh, <laughs> want to want to find out a bit more about why you guys do it. Uh, we've got a guest to talk to, though, haven't we, Matt? We have. Are you alone, groupie, and you enjoy your room? Oh. Is that your phone going? It is. Oh, I'll have a, you have a, a boogie to our theme tune. Yeah. <laughs> uh, answer, answer it. I bet it's expensive. Hello. Hello, lads. How are you? I'm a step oh. man. I don't cook. Mac McManaman, how are you doing, sir? I am good, lads. How are you both? Yes, very well, thank you. Have you recovered from the coming of the balls? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, lads, they gave me some very dark days. <laughs> <laughs> some things I think are probably better left unsaid, aren't they? Yes, please, please, on that one, yes. <laughs> Should, should we just not talk about Spain at all? Is that ever again? Ever again? I'm never going back. Okay, so where, where are you this week, that my John? This week I find myself in New Orleans in America. Oh, New Orleans, Cajun mm. country, love it. Uh, one of my favourite parts of the world. Uh, Matt, um, I believe that Statman John will have needed some identification mm. to get into New Orleans, having travelled all the way from that place that we don't talk about anymore. Um, so uh, why don't you give us a bit of a soundbite? 
does, does that man John want to join in on this one? On, on, on the on the finish bit? Do you want to? Or do you want to just take it away, start man John? We're nearly at the end of the series. Would you like to do the sat bite? Oh well, right, Matt, you introduce it. I'll do. I'll do the you'll bit. Finish, you'll finish it off. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. Very excited. Take my ID. Take ID. Very good. That <laughs> man, John. Brilliant. What a sport you are, sir. Um, if anybody. If, if anybody else wants to do their own soundbite of Take My ID, then send it in and tag us, please. We'd love to hear it. But for now, Statman John, whose ID have you been using this week? This man, I am. This man runs. This man runs. Wow. Yes. Great choice. Mm. Um, great choice. Uh, right, OK, so that's good. So tell me about what you're doing in New Orleans, Statman John. I am very excited. I am sure I must find Harold here. Um, I'll tell you, we've come to see Mardi Gras, and I cannot wait. (laughs) (laughs) Do you mean Mardi Gras? Uh, No, Mardi Gras is what I heard on the uh, the audio clip. Okay. (laughs) It's definitely Mardi Gras. It's a carnival, it's a big celebration, multicultural, multicoloured, festival of everything that happens in New Orleans every year. Mardi Gras. Lads, I have been rolling in grass for a week to get some... (laughs) I am currently dressed as grass in the (laughs) centre. Are you looking? Are you looking a bit mardy as well, Statman John? Are you looking a bit yes. sad? Well, it's sad. Yes, I've never been so excited to come to this, but wow, I'm gonna have to go and hide. <laughs> just, just go and find some grass playing. Why don't you just take? But Mardi Gras is an amazing celebration of of all people. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you go and join in? No, I really thought it was grass. I cannot believe this. No wonder people are looking at me. <laughs> right okay so new orleans is a bust um have you found harold though is that the silver lining no i thought this is where he'd be but um i haven't found him we cross off here rubbish let's get new orleans let's get the states crossed off how disappointing um so i'm guessing no other plans then for your times in new orleans that man john if you if you're just gonna go and hide and shower off the grass yeah i might go and pick some tangerines i like them but that's all (laughs) (laughs) okay um right then so we'll leave you to it statman john and please try and enjoy the rest of your time in new orleans there's plenty of amazing stuff out there i'm sure you'll find it um and we'll see you next week for our series finale and i do hope that you manage to find harold in the meantime fingers crossed lads fingers crossed Good luck. All right, see you later. All right. Oh, I'm jealous of him, you know. <laughs> I know. New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans. Are you just singing New Orleans to the sound of Jolene? Yeah, that's what I do. You know, you know this by now. That's what I do. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. <laughs> it's quite quick for you, actually. Oh, I know. I'd love to go to New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. One of my one of my bucket list places. Especially to Mardi Gras. To Mardi Mardi Gras. He's special, isn't he? Bless him. (laughs) That's something I'd say, hundred percent. It is sweet. I wonder. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wonder if I I was going to say I wonder if you're Statman John, but (laughs) but you're here when I talk to him all the time, so you're obviously not. So never mind. Mm. Let's move on from that. Uh, Right. Let's before we got so rudely interrupted by SMJ. Let's get back to the main event for today. Uh, we've got a chat with Mr. James Dunn, morning coffee run. Uh, awesome dude. You've had a listen to it already, haven't you, Mafu? I have, yes. Very good chat. Yeah, yeah absolutely love it. Uh, really inspirational story. He talks about his running journey, very honestly, about his motivations, about um, some of the kind of 
um, things that he tried to get out of running, you know, the negative place in his life and how he was running to overcome that. And subsequently, just how he is such a big part of the online running community and how he uses running in a positive way now. So I think it's a really nice one for this week, guys. If you're out on your run, I think you're just going to love it as you're tootling along. Um, should we get another chat with Mr. James Dunmafu? Let's do it. Right then, folks, today I am talking to a guy who, like many of us, found running at the time he needed it most. He's now a 20-plus time marathon runner, a marathon disabler finisher, and a blogger who, behind the banner of Morning Coffee Run, has inspired many. I cannot wait to learn more about his journey, the twists, the turns, and what the future has in store. So can you join me in welcoming Mr. James Dunn? James, how are we doing today, man? Yeah, good. That was an intro and a half. Oh, mate, that's the best bit. It's all downhill from here. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Uh, Always like to start strong. So, listen, I'm really, really interested by your story. I followed your blog for a while. Love the honesty of it. Um, Loads of great stories I'm sure we've got to tell about your running journey since it started. Back in, I think it was 2015, you you, you sent me in your preamble. Um, But can we just start in the same place we always do? You found running at a a really important time in your life. So could you just tell me and the guys listening sort of how running first introduced itself into your life? Yeah, so I mean, I first, I would say, became a runner, which is a phrase you probably uh, don't get that often from people. But I I ran before, I did two 10Ks in like 2012 and 2010, and I absolutely hated them. Um, I did them for for charity and then for one just for for fun, but I yeah loathed it and I, I was like I'm never going to run again. Why do people run for fun? This is not fun. <laughs> um, and then I sort of I, I got into quite a bad mental health patch in uh, sort of 2015, beginning of 2015. Um, I lost my my grandmother who I was very close to, and then uh, had a pretty bad breakup and. My, my mental health just spiraled um, pretty severely um, and just found myself one night on the sofa and thought I need to do something and it was probably I in my head it's like midnight it's a changing time changing moment but <laughs> it's probably like nine o'clock at night but I just remember getting up putting on a pair of really beaten up pairs of uh, trainers that I had and just went out the door and ran again in my head it's miles and miles but it was probably like 200 meters um and suddenly it was like a light bulb had flicked in my head um and yeah I was weighing in about 20 stone at that period um but it just became this sort of not daily but almost daily ritual of I need to go for a run this is going to help my mental health um and I used to run only at night because I didn't want anyone else seeing me even though I lived lived at the time in a really tiny village when no one would have seen or cared. Um, but weirdly enough, the the this 2014, I put my name in the London Marathon ballot, thinking nothing of it at all, um, because all my friends were doing it, so I just did it, but thought, yeah, I'm not going to get in. I wouldn't do it even if I did get in. But I'd found running in between those two periods um, and finished my first ever half again cross the finish line going why does anyone do this this is awful um and i it was oxford half i did it in two hours and 48 minutes and walked a lot and hated it a lot um finished crossing the finish line i didn't even enjoy myself but got home and found the congratulations you're in london marathon magazine and it was that kind of mental change of wow I've got something huge to build for in my head like a half marathon was huge and is still huge but the London marathon like the London marathon that I'd watched on tv for years with my grandma um so I I fundraised for the care home she was in um before she died for that London and kind of yeah from then on it's just been that that finish line London marathon was okay now I see why everyone likes running um, and yeah, from then on, it, it just got a bit mad and I've definitely got an addictive personality. So it went from being, you know, do one marathon and do it for charity to doing uh, four marathons, six half marathons and a thousand miles in the first year, full year of running, uh, <laughs> which kind of led on to everything since. Yeah. And, and, and I want to talk a little bit more about about London as a first race in a moment, because it is an absolutely incredible um, event to take part in. And I think a lot of people 
fall in love through London Marathon. But just to loop back around a little bit, I mean, were, were you active when you were a kid? Were you a sporty kid or, or was running just completely uh, just a completely new experience for you when, when you did start in 2015? Oh, completely new. I hated exercise. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I got to 20 stone for a reason, but I, at yeah. school I used to come up with every excuse I could find uh, to not run. I did always do this line of, I once tried to convince my PE teacher, who was a woman, that I was on my period, therefore I couldn't <laughs> actually bring that with me. Mate, you know what? God loves a tryer. So um, let, let's go back to London then. So tell me about that experience. So you've gone from from almost a standing start um, to London within that, that 12 month period. How was that experience? So talk to me about Tower Bridge. Talk to me about the crowd. Talk to me about everything that, that went on on that day. I mean, it's so like looking back now, especially with the, you know, the last year we've had, it's such a bizarre place to put your 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 head in I just I remember someone telling me before my before London put your name on your t-shirt because it's the closest you'll ever feel to a celebrity in your entire life and I was like what's that mean so I, I printed it I printed my nickname because I thought there'd be quite a few Jameses out there and just everybody shouting at you as you went past and and seeing I had friends and family on the route and just the the start line felt you know amazing as it is let alone getting to the finish line it was just you know it's an unspeakable atmosphere to try and explain I think you know it just needs to be experienced if anyone can you know keep entering the ballot I know it's so frustrating and everyone hates me when I say I got in first time but Mm. just keep applying every year and if you can get it you know it is such an amazing experience I've done a lot of other marathons since but London will always be you know the top in terms of atmosphere for me it's just incredible yeah absolutely so you've caught the bug at this point uh london's lit a fire under you let's say so how do the ensuing years then progress then because i know that we're going to get to a point where you are i've just gone and I've, I've gone in the ballot and i've chanced it and now i've just run london marathon i love it to i've run marathon de sable so there's got to be a period in the middle and there's got to be some experiences and memories in the middle talk to me about how those kind of ensuing years go for you yeah, so I mean, London was uh, the first one. And then really quickly after I did Copenhagen Marathon um, with one of my best mates, who's kind of the reason why I always wanted to be a marathon runner. Um, he's now a 240, 239 wow. uh, marathon runner. Um, so yeah, I did Copenhagen and then San Francisco. Um, and then Athens the, was the final marathon of that year. Um, and then kind of from there, I thought, oh, what am I going to do next? So I, you know, I found more marathons to do because I just, loved the the atmosphere and the challenge of it and then I suddenly thought what about ultra marathons you know everybody knows about marathon de Saab, um but I'd always th- said to myself you know no one's going to do that why would anyone do that you have to be again um but my my best friend who who is the the, the 240 marathon runner we'd always talked about doing a challenge together um and then I suggested, oh, why don't we do MDS? Um, but he actually couldn't end up doing it because he had a, um, he was busy with work. But um, so I kind of went, you know, what, I'm going to do it. Having I entered, having not done a single ultra marathon in my entire <laughs> life, uh, and then I, I was like, well, if I'm going to do it, I'll, I, you know, I need to get some practice in. So I googled uh, ultra marathons in the UK and found the one that had the longest cutoff period um <laughs> not thinking why why did they have why would this have a long cutoff period you know maybe because it's really hard uh, <laughs> so i ended up signing up for lakeland 50 miler um oh. which some people a few people call like one of the hardest ultra marathons in the uk hence why it's got a 24-hour cutoff period mm. um but yeah so i entered that and completed it in june the year before nds um, and then suddenly found a love of trail running at the same time. Um, but that was a real eye-opener to the the challenges you put your body through in ultramarathons. I mean, marathons are incredible. It's my favourite distance, I think. But ultramarathons just take you to beyond, far beyond what you think your, your body is capable of. Um, so I ended up doing a couple more ultras before then, before MDS, and then... Yeah, the big one in the desert. And then it happened. I mean, yeah, NDS is such a polarising event, isn't it? Because I think people either look at it and think, you know, that's the 
that's the chalice, you know what I mean? That's the that that's the upper echelon. That's the thing to reach towards. So people, like you said at the start, like me, look at it and think you are all absolutely out of your tree. Um, I mean, we've had uh, we had Fiona Oaks on in series two, um, who obviously a very well documented journey with MDS and, and Lee Ryan on just a few weeks ago, and we've heard different experiences, different stories about um how people got on at mds talk to me about how you found the whole thing getting out there getting prepped getting through it being in the tents being out in the elements what was it a positive experience do you think was there anything you know anything that stands out about it talk to me about what happened man i mean the the leader was you know my mental health took a massive spiral before before i even got on the plane um i did uh an ultra in the february before um the april mds and actually my first ever did not finish it was a two-day 66 mile race and i did the first day and there was snow on the ground and i just didn't feel safe enough to complete the second day um but yeah i just took a huge mental health dive and i spent the next two months going you know should i even be getting on the plane for this race let alone doing it um and obviously i'm I'm glad i did because i ended up being able to complete it but um it was finding other people who who were doing it with me really helped and luckily um my friend mark who um i met during london marathon two years before um he ended up getting a late entry to it in the january of that year so i had this running buddy so i had somebody with me to, to you know go through all the experiences with um, we didn't really run together at all, except for the the, for the last day. Um, but I just loved it. And my tent mates were amazing. Yeah. You know, it's it's such a bizarre. Ex- you watch the documentaries and it, it 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 seems very alien to even be in that environment. And it is. It's a bizarre environment to be in. But I loved it. Looking back, I the whole time I was there. I was like, I'm never doing this again. You know, I just have to get to the finish line because there's no way I'm coming back. But now there's the, you know, the addictive personality creeps in. You're like, oh, I'd love to do it again. Um, but yeah, I loved it. I, I took it really easy. I never pushed, you know, the pace or anything like that. I made sure I was as hydrated as possible. I had a, a quite a bad patch in, in day three of dehydration. But other than that, I kind of plodded on. Um I mean, the scariest moment I probably had was when uh, obviously there's no porter cabins to pop into for a, yep. if you need a wee during the race. Um, so I, I think it was on day four. I was like, oh, there's a there's a big tree there. I'll go and have a wee in the in the shade. And there was a little hole underneath the tree. I thought, oh, you know, there's a perfect, you know, being a bloke. Oh, there's a good point yep. to aim for. Target. Yeah. Not not thinking why is there a hole there? And <laughs> midway through my wee, out, out came a scorpion looking pretty angry. Oh no. Um, <laughs> And I just remember running back on the route, still weeing, and this poor little Swiss lady who was running, you know, running beside me, just, I think I scarred her for life. <laughs> it's a story, though. But you know, you know what's really interesting? Like, we have had quite a few Marathon de Sable um, finishes on, and Nick Butter was, was our um, guest at the start of this series, and he said that he hated the whole experience. But the one thing that he took from it, which I think is similar to what you've said and what everyone else has said, is that that camaraderie, your tent mates, the people you're with, that's, that's life-changing. Going through that experience together is something that very few people can say when they share a common bond with somebody else. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, the lady um, who I did the long stage with, um, we'd actually connected through through Instagram before, um, and I will put my hand on, you know, a Bible or whatever and say, there is no way I would have finished that day without her. Um, mm. And, you know, we went through, one of our temp- temp mates had an awful turn during the long stage, and without us carrying him to the checkpoint, you know, that he wouldn't have made it to the finish. There's so many sort of give and takes of, um people helping out other people during that race it's just um you know it, it's it, for me it kind of concentrated and showed you the best bits of human humanity you know yeah. we didn't have our phones on us we got like we got messages that were sent from people um that were got printed out in the evenings we were sent but other than that it was literally just you know you're relying on your mate next to you um and it's just that feeling alone if you could bottle it I would drink it every day because mm. it's just such an amazing thing of you realizing how amazing humanity is when you strip away everything else and it's just we need to get 
from point A to point B by the end of today. It's just yeah. incredible. Yeah, man, it's quite primal, quite elemental, isn't it? I love it. Uh, right, so let's flip the script a little bit. Let's talk about your online presence. So you are a blogger. We've talked about that a couple of times. You're very active on social media. How? What role does that play in your running journey? How does that help you? And, and, and how does that kind of, what part does that play? So I, I was a blogger before I was a runner, actually. I had a, a blog called uh, Coffee and Countries. There's a theme. Um and basically, when I started running, um, I was blogging slightly about my running on this blog and suddenly went, why am I, you know, this is who I am now. My identity kind of shifted uh, to, you know, I am a running blogger. I'm not because I was blogging about my life when I was living in India and my photography side of things. And that kind of switched. And I'd never met any other runners. I'd never run with anybody until, you know, I started doing actual races but I never ran with anybody I knew during the races either it wasn't until I started using social media that I actually met you know like-minded and like-paced runners um but it was the running show um where I met other running bloggers for the first time and it was that amazing thing of oh great I'm not the only weirdo shouting into the, the void of the internet there's you know these all these amazing people and it's that weird thing of they're just squares on a on a screen but there are people that I've met through Instagram and social media that you know will be friends for life and in fact I've got one of them coming down to see me next week that um, I haven't seen since um, summer last year and it's it's that amazing thing of it is such a weird place social media and, and there there are a lot of people that like to hate on it and say it's really awful and you know it's there's a negative side you know there's such negativity in it but honestly there are experiences and friendships that I would never have even dreamt about if it hadn't have been for for my blog and and, and Instagram and social media yeah hugely agree yeah there's always pitfalls there's always the darker side to it and equally there's always the people that are going to be negative about others for whatever reason but the reality particularly i feel in the online running community it's just full of good eggs in it yeah definitely i mean it's that case of um similar with running in general but you're not competing against anybody else when you're running you're competing against yourself and i think in my head anyway i might be a bit naive that it's very similar to that on on social media is we're not competing for how many likes you might get compared to the other person. It's about how you can help that other person and yeah. motivate each other. I think that's why I love it. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. So uh, let's talk about you touched on the fact that you haven't seen your friend for a while. I assume that is probably due to the topsy turvy world that's engulfed us for the last 18 months. How's um, how's COVID impacted your running journey? How's it been for the last 12 months for you? Well, it's been a weird one, um, <laughs> which I can't imagine is a unique perspective on it. But I mean, obviously, I had I, I had um, I was going to do 20 marathons in 20 days last year, which obviously never couldn't happen because of, it was going to be traveling around the UK. Um, but I sort of I created weird challenges. I, I ran a marathon, ran a sofa, um, oh, climbed up Everest on my staircase. Um, I, I sort of found weird challenges to do. I mean, I, that's what motivates me as a as a runner I think just finding things that I don't think I'm capable of and giving them a whirl um but yeah it's it's, it's been it's been good in a way I've I've managed to focus down on I've, I've had a knee injury basically since since after Marathon de Saab um which I've kind of not fixed but figured out during COVID because I've not had you know going from race to race to race to race which is what I I tend to do and focused on more you know what efforts make it feel worse what makes it feel better um so in that way it's been a bit of a gift but um yeah just getting used to not running races again and not hanging up medals but um still still enjoying the actual activity of running yeah absolutely i think quite a lot of people have said that is getting back to basics and it's been it's been a struggle for for everybody but i think that's where you can draw the positive is that maybe you stop focusing on times and maybe you stop focusing on medals like you said and it's just about getting out there and and just enjoying it because we'd had so many freedoms taken away from us getting out and just pounding the pavement a little bit was was actually quite a treat yeah definitely sort of taking back you know that small bit of your identity that everything else has been stripped back but um because i even started swimming which i've never i i'd never again avoiding exercise at school i'd never really swum much 
so that had been another great thing to find during during lockdown is is open water swimming which has been a real um surprise for me yeah brilliant um so with that in mind then we're starting to open back up the world is hopefully getting back to normal um by the time this goes out even more so um what does 2021 have in store for you then you said that you had to cancel quite a few of the challenges that you had in plan for 2020 um what what's this year blue sky thinking gonna look like for you then one so hopefully i'll be building towards um dragon's back which is um 260 kilometers uh and i think about well it's over twice up everest which is following going from from top to bottom um of wales um it's the again it's it's finding these taglines that always you know pr things that always catch me but um world's toughest uh uh, mountain ultra marathon um and it's i'm i'm a proud welshman and it's always been a race that i've looked at but gone this is terrifying why would anyone do this Mm -hmm. um and it's it's got some some climbs that i've been scared of since i was a kid but if the last year has taught me anything just because it scares you doesn't mean it's a bad thing yeah yeah no brilliant so um when 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 is that when's that starting so that's beginning of september for six days okay okay so you've got got a got a bit of time to to get the head and the body ready for it then um anything else in plan or is it just getting back to normality uh, I've got a couple of marathons booked in. Um, again, just if it, if they can happen, great. If if they don't, it's not the end of the world. Um, but yeah, just enjoying and life opening up again. And I've got a, a puppy coming in two weeks' time, so I have a running yes. buddy, yeah, um, which will be really exciting. Awesome. What dog are you getting? So a little border terrier. Um, I met someone who does um, running with their dog at a, at a trail event, and they said, "Oh yeah, I've, I've run half marathons and marathons with this dog." And it was that thing of like, oh, yes, OK. Yeah. I've loved Border Terrier since I was a kid, but I always thought, you know, I'd need a bigger dog to go running with if I wanted to have a dog to, to run with. But yeah, fantastic. I can't wait. Awesome, man. Yeah, big, big things planned for you and Doggo then. So uh, if people want to find you, sir, uh, Instagram, you're at Morning Coffee Run. Everything's under the Morning Coffee Run banner, isn't it? Um, the blog, all the info about you is uh, themorningcoffeerun.com. Keep me honest. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Bang on. Brilliant. Is there anything else you wanted to mention? Anyone you're working with? Anyone you wanted to shout out before we wrap this up, dude? No, no. Just to say thank you for having me on. No, you are absolutely welcome. Thank you for sharing your story. Really enjoyed talking to you. Hopefully, when the world gets a bit more back to normal, we might be able to cross paths for a run together. Um, But yeah, best of luck with the plans for 2021, man. Cheers, yeah. And that, Mafu, was Mr. James Dunn. What did you reckon? Yeah, awesome, awesome. I like, I like the fact that uh, his marathon, first marathon was London again, like mine. Yeah, similar story. Although I haven't done the uh, marathon of Sarbles. <laughs> no, and I, I, I love that you call it Sarbles. I find that adorable. Well, what is it then? Sable. 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 So, all right, all right, so, pedantic bastard. <laughs> no, no, I just, I, I wasn't making fun. I just think it's cute that you call it sarbles. All right, so I, just, I thought like, people did call it that. Like marbles. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost them a long time ago. I'm just a condescending bastard, aren't I? Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, amazing though. What, 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 what wasn't he sound and like achieved so much, but dead, dead humble with it and just. Such a positive message. Yes, yes, definitely. Mm. Enjoy that right. one. You know what I'm not going to enjoy? Oh, is it? Can I, can, just, can, I, can, can, we, can I introduce it? I got giddy then. I got very excited. Why? <laughs> I got too excited. I know. It's time for the Make Matt Run Challenge. Challenge Matt. Very good. Yeah, yeah, go on. Tell everybody why you're excited. Well, if you've not been uh, over to our YouTube channel and our podcast channel, there is something on there that uh, shows that I won this week's challenge, which was the Ross Bartley 5K, uh, the quickest person to run 5K within an hour. So you can start and stop your watch as many times as you want. And I've, I've burst Adam, a.k.a. Not Bad for a Fat Dad. 
Um, and we both both smashed it out of the park. Adam did an awesome job. Uh, he got, I think it was, was it 16.33 mm-hmm. for his 5K time, uh, which was brilliant. I mean, the, the task I, itself I, is, I could, yeah. Did you go into it thinking this is going to be easy? Did you go into it thinking I can stop and start, not actually thinking about the gravity of what you had to do? Yeah, I'm thinking. I started it thinking, oh, 12, 13 minutes, I can probably get this down to this this 5k. But only having an hour, you have to cut, you have to save that time and try and bank it for when you're knackered later on. And it, it was harder than I thought. Um, and, and Adam agreed. Yeah, he, he he smashed it out of the park. It was 16:33, but I managed to just beat him. I think 30 seconds, something like that, and I got 15:45, so about 45 seconds, mm-hmm. which is pretty much nothing over the yeah. time. So yeah, no, very you, tough. If anybody wants to go and give that a try, go and do it because it's, it's harder than you might think, especially if you've only got an hour time frame. I think Ross Barkley took like ages to do it though didn't it? i think like the actual joke is that like ross barkley took like four hours to do it as much stupid it? um mm. yeah but anyway you, you just in case anybody doesn't know if you're brand new to the show this is the make matt run challenge what happens is every week matt and i take on each other um in a series of challenges to uh, be crowned champion for the series um we do a different bit a different gag a different gimmick every single series this series it has been um uh, challenge mat which has been members of our fart like family that's you our listeners or our running community uh challenging to a series of running f- uh fitness or fun themed challenges every single week uh, basically what happens is matt takes you on we do a video about it we put it on our social media everyone has a good laugh um, and then whoever loses, uh, either Matt or me on behalf of the, the, the member of our running community, has to do a forfeit. Now, I've won the series. Um, mm-hmm. I, I won early doors. Matt had a bit of a stumbling start that you can never recover from. But we are still playing for pride in these last few weeks. And you've had a little mini resurgence, haven't you, mate? I have, yes. Seven, is, it seven, is it seven three now, is it? Something like that? I think Something it's 7-3. Like yeah, yeah, I've lost count. You've won by that bloody many. <laughs> yeah, but but that that is not the important thing. The important thing is that we've had a number of uh, forfeits done. We've uh, we've done some fun ones. I did an ice bucket challenge last week. We raised mm-hmm. some money for Prostate Cancer UK, over £400, which was amazing. Uh, Matt, you've done some stuff as well. Um, what have you done? You've run in a dress. Running uh, address. That was good fun. Yeah, I've still got um, something to do as well. I, uh, run, running address, had to go and get you your takeaway. Yeah. Uh, I have a little teapots. Still owe me a couple of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So by the beers. A, yeah, yeah. Been, been all sorts. We've had loads of fun with it. But the me- most important thing is that one of these envelopes contains the Uber forfeit. And the Uber forfeit is a football-themed forfeit. Matt and I are both big football fans. I support Manchester United. Matt sports Sheffield Wednesday. Um, one of the forfeits that is in these envelopes, and there's still two left, um, is that the loser, if you draw it, the other person gets to choose a football kit that you have to do a run-in. So inevitably... We're going to pick our um, biggest rival. So for Matt, that would be Sheffield United. For me, that would be Liverpool. Um, so we really don't want that one. I think the other one that's left is like a donation to Prostate Cancer UK, if I remember from the list. So it's not, it's it's one or the other, isn't it? It's either a dead easy one or a horrible one. <laughs> and I want you to have the horrible one because I do not. <laughs> well, this is it. You've been bitching and moaning about this all series. Um, and I've won so many and not landed yeah. it. And if I if I get this now, this is going to be atrocious. <laughs> you'll have, you 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 will be the luckiest man alive. Um, uh, Jack, Jack, are you on, my friend, with your envelopes? I'm here with my two envelopes. With your two envelopes. Go on then, you two do your thing. I'm it's just going to get inside now, and it's getting you pick, you pick Matt. Squeaky bum time. What's the numbers again, Jack? Number, number one. One. Or number nine. Or it's a bit one, like deal or no deal. 109. 109. 109. Let's go. Number one. Do you one. want to swap your box? Do you want to swap your box or stay with number one? You are. <laughs> 
No, no, stick it, stick it with it. Stick I came with nothing. Guy. I'll go with. <laughs> no deal, no. <gasps> oh my god. Go on. Shut up, Jack. Just do it. Loser donates to prostate cancer. Oh, yes! Get in! I'll take that! Get in! <sighs> I'll make the donation right now. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, it's still in play. Oh, you know what that means? What? It's, it's, it's winner takes all. It's all or nothing. Uber forfeit. Whoever wins next week gets Uber forfeit. Oh, no, what? Who's, who's challenging me? Well, it's a very special challenger this week, Matt. You have had some pretty special challengers. Uh, we've had some great members of the Fartlet family that have taken you on. But this guy, this guy has got a cross to bear. He's got a bone to pick. And he's, right. not gonna be cha- and he's not going to be challenging you, though, my friend. He's going to be challenging somebody on your behalf. So, Jack, why don't you roll that little clip for us? And we'll find out exactly what's happening in the last week of the Make Matt Run Challenge. Challenge Matt, brother. Oh, Ooh, yeah, Matt. I hope you recognize this voice. It's me, the people's champion, the WTF title holder, Rowdy. Robbie Pipe Clear, and I'm here to lay down a challenge on behalf of Rob, not to you, but to your namesake, the macho Matt Randy Bugger, who I've got some unfinished business with. Now, I know you've got his number, so why don't you call up that little buggerer? No, no, it's a family show. That little booger, yes, that's better. And you tell him that I'm challenging him next week to hell in the cell. Except it won't be an actual wrestling match. More like a series of fun events across the day. And it won't be in a cell. It'll be a rather valley. And it won't really be hell per se. I'm hoping we have a nice family day out. But you get him in. You tell him that I'm challenging him. Winner takes all. And we know that that last forfeit is going to be wearing the opposition t-shirt around Rother Valley for a lap. So, big stakes. And I'll give you one more little incentive. Macho Matt Randy Booger. If you beat me, then on the 3rd of July, at the What the Fart Like Football Cup match, I'll put the title on the line. Winner takes the belt. What do you say, baby? You gotta ask yourself one question. What you gonna do when Pipermania runs wild on you? So what do you reckon then, Matt? Have you got his number? No, I can't find I've lost his I've lost all contact with him. I d I, I don't I don't even know if he can get a phone in that Onslow vest. <laughs> I'll get older him. Don't you worry about that. He's on. He's on. He's got to be on, isn't it? Otherwise, I'm wearing a fucking United shirt. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're forfeit otherwise. So we'll uh, we'll let the uh, we'll let the the Randy one and the pipe cleaner duke it out. We'll. Do, do, do we know what we're doing yet? Nope. Because, <laughs> we, because we've not planned it. <laughs> Uh, we, t- we do this a lot we have an idea and we're like let's just set a date for when we're going to do it so it'll be this weekend and <laughs> we'll just figure out the wing it. we'll wing it we'll wing it right so that'll be fun we'll get we'll do a big recording we'll do a big reveal we'll get it on Instagram uh, to go out live as soon as possible after this weekend uh, but yeah there we go that should be a fun way to finish the challenge shouldn't it mate and hopefully you're going to be the one wearing that football shirt no, no, it's not going to happen. I'm going to pull out all the stops. Sorry, I mean, Macho Matt, Randy Bugger, he's going to pull out all the stops. I can see it. I can see it now. We'll see. We'll see. Right, well, until that happens, and I'll do it in my best wrestler voice. Ooh, yeah, Mafu! Have you got a good news story for me today, baby? That, that, that baby kind of did something for me. Just say it again. Baby. <laughs> yes, I have got a good news for us this week. So uh, as we started the show out, we're talking about ultras. Uh, and this week, uh, Kenny, uh, Lucy I? gets fit. Uh, 
Series 1 OG. And Jess Keeps Running uh, all did the Run to the Sea Ultra down in Brighton. Uh, Jack went down to see them at the start line. That was good fun. So a big shout out to them. Uh, they're our running heroes of the week. Uh, also, a big shout out to Positive, positive Lassie as well. Karen uh, unfortunately tripped five days before the Ultra uh, and obviously couldn't couldn't run it. So we're wishing you a speed recovery as well as Joe because Joe, Joe's a bit injured as well, isn't she? Uh, so to all the girls there doing that Ultra, you are our running heroes of the week this week. We salute you. Loops you, yeah. You pause then, like I was going to interrupt. I was just going to say, uh, Ultra Dicks, that's what they call Ultra. Oh, yeah, I've got, I've got it written down. I don't know why, why did I not say it? I've got it written down as well. Ultra Dicks, yes, well done, well done, yeah, awesome yeah, I, yeah, definitely. We, we absolutely do salute you. And you know what I thought was great about that? I mean, it's been a bit of an ultra running themed show we talked about before as well, didn't we, mate? But, mm-hmm. um, uh, I thought the girls just really captured everyone's um attention on yeah. Saturday, didn't they? And I thought it was brilliant, like, Instagram was just a wash. With people like sharing the stories, yeah. Lou posted all the videos, Jess was posting the TikToks. Um, they're all fat like family OGs, man. You can go back and check out Lucy, one of our most popular ever episodes, actually. Um, I think people really resonate with Lou's story. She, uh, you know, uh, how, all the things she's overcome. Um, she go back, check her out on series one. Uh, Jess and Kenny uh, are both absolute superheroes as well, good friends of the show, as are Karen. Um, who's been on after the finish line and of course uh, Josephine who is a big part of our production team um, uh, unfortunately was, was too injured to run as well but they all went down together and had a great time uh, we love you guys we're dead proud of you um, yeah well it was done ni- it was nice to see the whole the, not just the race the whole weekend of um, getting together and, and enjoying a weekend together you know all, all the Instagram guys and gals meeting up and, and going and supporting and racing it, it was just a, a good weekend all around I think for racing and, and meetups definitely I had a bit of FOMO me because they yeah. were all doing that and having bottomless brunch and drinks and curbside <laughs> having a great time but do you know what I was doing I was running a 5k round my village with Ben and then you and him poured water on me for an hour that was that was <laughs> what happened to me on my week in my we've back not, garden we've not discussed that on here yet have we no <laughs> that was awesome yeah thanks yeah. thanks to everybody for donating on that that day it was yeah you made, made what were it 390 pounds that just for that one one day's event yeah, yeah three three ninety. We're up to t- over twelve fifty now for the fundraising challenge, which we're aiming for two thousand twenty one pounds in twenty twenty one for Berlin Marathon. Um, so yeah, amazing. Had a lot of yeah, fun. With again, it. if you've not seen that, that's on YouTube as well and on all over our Instagram. It's a, it's a must watch. Definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever wanted to see somebody not take their punishment well. It's, just watch it because I'm that person uh, just moaning and kicking off the whole way through having 17 buckets of icy water poured on me um, have we got some fan calls Mafu before we get out of here yeah obviously we just thanked all the all the guys for the donations uh, last during last week uh, thanks to uh, Statman John for giving us a call thanks to Mr James Dunn of Mr. course James Dunn yes morning yep. coffee run yeah yeah Graham Lindley obviously Theme music. Oh, amazing theme music. Oh, you know what? Jack's not done an amazing theme music yet this series. Jack, thank thank Graham Lindley. You know I'm very bad at accents and stuff, and people it's not, are it's not, it's, it's not an accent. You just meant you just okay. people, people, people. high pitch. Okay. Yeah. Wait, what do I say? Thank you, Graham Lindley. How many times have you edited this podcast? <laughs> okay. Literally thanked Graham Lindley every episode of series one. I'm nervous. Okay. Thank you for our amazing theme. <laughs> Thank you for our amazing theme music, Graham Lindley. Oh my god, that was shit. Sleep. It's twenty past ten. Oh, mate, I'm in you the are conservatory, you... topless in the pitch black. You are useless. You are useless. Uh, you should have. I thought you'd be channeling. You're in a rock star. You look a bit like Jim Morrissey there. Um, back on mute. Um. So yes, thank you, Graham Lindley. Thank you, James Dunn. Thank you, everyone who donated. Thank you to Adam, not bad from Fat Dad, for his amazing uh, uh, attempt at the Ross Barkley 5K. Please do go and have a go and tag us in it. It is good fun, if not a little bit of a lung buster. Um, who have we got on the show this week, Matthew? Oh, ne- next week. Next. That's what I meant. Yeah, <laughs> next week we have our very good friend um, and Instagram 
ledge, I think, runs with everybody, uh, Ben Stittle, a.k.a. Yeah. Jesse Strider. We've been Boy. trying to get him for, him on for, uh, for weeks and weeks, and he's finally uh, agreed to have a chat with us. Yeah. Humble to a fault is Benjamin, isn't he? And he didn't mm-hmm. want one because he didn't think his story was interesting, but it absolutely is. He's overcome a lot, um, health difficulties to get into running, and now he is just phenomenal. Um, and, and, and a really big advocate about the value of, um, of consistent base building with running. He tells all that story. And what's also a little bit different about it is that we we did this one face-to-face, because Ben's local, of course. Um, so we did this one in the What The Fartlek studios. And who joined us, Mafu? Oh, some beautiful, beautiful man sat in the corner and, uh, and listened in and, and chirped in a few times, didn't he? That's not what I remember. I remember the Yorkshire Ewoks showing up and uh, and sitting in the corner. Yorkshire Ewok? Yeah, that's no. you. Oh, you said you were going to use that bloody thing, didn't you? Oh, you son. Yes, it's a new nickname. So, yes, do tune in for that one. Uh, really looking forward to sharing Ben's story. He's an absolute dude. Uh, Jack, what's coming up after the finish line? So, on after the finish line, obviously, James Dunn was speaking about ultramarathons, which is a big thing of mine. And hopefully, I'll have some lovely guests on who may have recently just done an ultramarathon. But you'll have to tune in Saturday to find out what we will talk about. But we will be chatting all things ultramarathons and James Dunn's incredible journey from where he started to where he is now. And we've got some quickfire bonus questions for you. And the quickfire bonus questions. I always forget them, even though it's important because you find about pizza or pasta. It's important for more reasons than that, but you really do close the people past that. Right, okay, lovely. So, guys, if you do uh, enjoy the show, please make sure you subscribe. Maybe leave us a little bit of a rating and a review on the old uh, Apple Music podcast. I don't know what I'm talking about, man. It's really late. Um, uh, do give us a follow. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're all over social media. We are now on YouTube. Uh, we need more subscribers, so come along. Uh, give us some likes some thumbs up. Uh, let us know what you think of the content we're putting out. We would love it. We're awfully close to the end of the series, Matt. Uh, but if people do want to give me a follow, I'm at Little Runaboy Rob. Mafu? Yes, and I'm at Matty Owls. Uh, Jack, you're going to get it right this week. And I'm at Jack Penfold Running. Oh, look at Boom. It. As long as as long as he doesn't have to do it in an impression or accent or change his voice at all, he's absolutely fine. Look at him there, grinning like a little chimp. Um, okay, that's it from us today, guys. Thank you so much for your company. May your runs continue to be wonderful. Don't forget to be excellent to each other, man. And we will see you for the last episode of Series Three this time next week. Same bat place, same bat channel. Peace. <laughs>